Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Outside the converted garage in Olympia, Washington, a trickle of teenagers and 20-somethings milled around waiting for the show to begin. The night was filled with stars, and you could smell the tide from the Olympic Peninsula and the fresh scent of evergreen trees. It was peaceful and quiet, but it wouldn't be that way for long. Inside, Kathleen Hanna's foot tapped against the floor of the makeshift stage. She pushed her dark hair back from her eyes. She had performed her poetry here many times, but now, With a band behind her, she was having second thoughts. Kathleen hadn't set out to be a singer. This was nuts. Sweaty palms around the microphone. The audience pressed in on her, just a foot away. The amp squeaked. Kathleen looked back at her friends as they settled behind their instruments. Like her, they loved punk music. They loved how it sounded and what it stood for. And like her, They were new to playing music in front of an audience. Some of her friends smiled up at her from the crowd, but there were strangers too, and some of them looked angry. Usually, punk was performed by men for an all-male audience. They wanted punk to be only for guys, but now there were women on stage. A few of those angry men moved towards them, yelling, but Kathleen knew something they didn't. She could yell louder. She squared her shoulders and steadied her feet on the floor. She could hear her drummer behind her, tapping the drumsticks together. One, two, she yelled into the mic, her mouth unleashing the power within her. One, two, three, four. Hey, everybody, I'm Joan Jett, and this is Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls a fairytale podcast about the rebel women who inspire us. On this episode, the pioneer of the punk feminist movement, Kathleen Hanna. Kathleen was born in 1968 in Portland, Oregon. But before she could take root in the Pacific Northwest, her family started moving around a lot. Life wasn't easy for young Kathleen. Moving all the time was difficult, and things were tense at home, no matter where they lived. Her father was not kind to Kathleen or her mother. He mocked them and bullied them. He made them feel small and afraid. But Kathleen and her mom were tough. Every chance she got, Kathleen's mom would tell her that anything was possible. She could make her dreams happen. One day, Kathleen's mom brought home a magazine called Ms. Magazine. The glossy pages were different from anything Kathleen had ever seen before. 
They talked about feminist issues like women's power and health instead of fashion and housekeeping like so many women's magazines did at the time. In its pages, women from all over the world were fighting to be treated equally. Kathleen felt so good reading these stories. With her scissors, she cut out her favorite snippets and pasted them to a poster board. She wanted to be able to look at it and remind herself that girls could do anything. When Kathleen was nine years old, her mom took her to a protest. Kathleen had never seen so many women yelling all at once, and these women were angry. Like her own mother, they wanted to be safe in their homes and treated with respect. Kathleen watched as their fists pounded the air and listened as their words raised up to the sky. Marching in the street that day, Kathleen thought about her father, how he made fun of her and drank too much, how his behavior filled her with so much raw anger. Kathleen felt the power of all these women around her, rising up and demanding respect. Their yells became hers as she charged forward with the crowd. Even when her voice became hoarse, she didn't stop. She wanted to yell forever. Kathleen went on to college in Olympia, Washington, and had planned to become a photographer. She loved using art to express her feelings and politics, just like she did with Ms. Magazine on her bedroom floor. She joined groups to talk about feminist issues and organized rallies and protests to support women and push for change. She created an art project about sexism, violence, and inequality. She wanted to educate her classmates, but her school took it down. Kathleen was angry and not about to be kept quiet. If the school wasn't gonna support her, Kathleen would find her own way. So she started a zine, short for magazine, called Bikini Kill, and started distributing it to other women in the movement. In it, she wrote about feminist ideas and filled the pages with black and white photographs. She turned an old garage into an art gallery and hosted concerts there to raise money for art that benefited women. In this quickly growing community, Kathleen made some new friends and formed the first punk band of her own. They called it Bikini Kill, just like her zine. The band began writing their own songs, and on their first album, Kathleen was proudly loud and in charge. She was fed up with seeing women treated badly. It was time for women to be respected and empowered. She wanted to show that everyone had something important to say and that everyone had the right to be heard. Kathleen made the music she wanted to hear, feminist and fiery and alive. On stage, Kathleen put her anger on display. She swore, shrieked, and jumped. She did all the things girls weren't supposed to do, and she wanted her audience to do them with her. She encouraged their female fans to move forward and take over the mosh pit right in front of the stage. Finally, women were being taken seriously at a punk concert. They formed a protective layer between the band and the rest of the audience. Women protecting women.
Hey, grown-ups. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Listen, I used to be miserable with allergies from about the beginning of April till the end of August. Sometimes my best friend was a cold washcloth over my face. I couldn't taste my food because my nose was so stuffed up. I couldn't go for a run because my eyes were so itchy. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for hikes, cut the grass, and most importantly, stop and smell the flowers. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's IFs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. If is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. IF comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17. Bring your imaginary friends, too. In 1991, in Washington, D.C., Kathleen's band, Bikini Kill, started a movement with other female punk bands in the area. They needed a way to spread their feminist ideas across the country. And they called their movement Riot Girl. That's girl, G-R-R-R-L, with three R's, as if it's a growl. The movement encouraged women to speak up, 
take control of their bodies and demand equal rights. They made zines to carry the message, spelling out how to start new chapters and rally for support. It was so exciting. People were even calling it a new type of feminism. It was magnetic and inspiring, and that's why I decided I had to be part of it too. My friend Ian Mackay from Fugazi sent me a cassette tape of Bikini Kill, and I fell in love. As a punk rocker myself, I had heard a lot about Kathleen and Hannah and her band, and I loved what Bikini Kill was doing so much that I offered to help produce their album. Kathleen was thrilled. In the studio, I shared my various engineering techniques that I learned from my partner, Kenny Laguna, while we were making my own albums, and made her voice match and capture the stunning strength and power of her live performances. Although making the album was fun, more and more, Kathleen felt like she was breaking. The Riot Girl movement was starting to fall apart. Their message was getting muddled, and it didn't feel exciting like it used to. The drama and pressure of being a spokesperson were taking their toll on Kathleen. She decided to try making music on her own. And for a while, she really enjoyed it. But then one day, after a solo concert, she discovered a new zine. Reading the pages, Kathleen felt inspired for the first time in a long time. She tracked down the author, and they became good friends. Together, they decided to start a new band, and they called it La Tigra. La Tigra made music about gratitude. Up on the stage, dressed in bright pastel outfits, they did coordinated dance moves and delighted in the energy of the crowd. La Tigra was feminist and fun. Fans happily joined in. Kathleen was having a great time with her new band, but something was deeply wrong. Her body wasn't working like it used to. She announced that she was quitting music. She told her fans that she had nothing left to say. But actually, Kathleen was too scared to admit the truth. Her body ached and she was exhausted. Even opening a heavy door was a hurdle. It took years for Kathleen to get answers. Finally, she was diagnosed with late-stage Lyme disease, a serious illness she had contracted from a tick bite. Untreated for so long, the disease had become very strong. Luckily, there was medicine to help manage her symptoms, but Kathleen would need time to recover. She had fought so hard to become the musician and the woman she wanted to be. She had pushed herself to grow and change and rally the crowds. But it was clear now that the incredible person she had become needed rest. With time and tender care, Kathleen got better. She eased back into music and began performing again. She reunited with Bikini Kill, and today they perform on stages all over North America, playing iconic hits like their song, Rebel Girl. Throughout her life, Kathleen worked to break down barriers and rewrite the rules. The Riot Girl movement opened up punk rock to everybody and introduced feminism to a whole new generation 
of women and girls. And Kathleen was front and center, microphone in hand, ready to rock. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was narrated by me, Joan Jett. It was produced and directed by Haley Dapkis, with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. The story was written by Mary Bergstrom and edited by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Radigan, the executive producers were Joy Smith and Jess Wolf. Original theme music was composed and performed by Elettra Barjaki. A special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay rebel. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening.